Hey everybody, this is Scott. This is Brandon. And you're listening to the BST Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the BST Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Scott. We've got Brandon, my other co-host. And we're also introducing hey. a new guest, one of our good friends, Tiffany. Hello, Tiffany. Hi, everybody. Hey. Yeah. So, guys, what are, we, uh, what are we getting into today? Well, first off, we'll see how this one goes. And who knows? If you don't hear Tiffany away after one episode, uh, Bring her back in. We'll see. I don't know. We'll find out. She makes the cut. Yeah, she makes the cut. (laughs) But yeah, so um, so today we are not going to be focusing on sports. Um. So if you have or. Our last few episodes, we've talked about Bobby Mackey's uh, music world. We've talked about some of our paranormal experiences. So part of talking before recording, if he's got a couple of experiences, things that have happened to her that he would like to share. And, um, you know, we'll give our two cents and be might or might not judge her on if she's actually lost her uh, mind or not. Yeah. Probably. Uh, so, um, I know we've talked a few episodes back about our experiences. So, were you able to uh, listen back? Get any idea about or, uh, listen back about our experiences that we had. I actually was not. So if you guys want to give me a little debrief, that would be perfect. Oh. That. Remember yours? Nope. <clears throat> yeah, mine weren't like too big. It was more so when I was like a lot younger and uh, the house we used to live in um, over off uh, South Fifth Street near Churchill Downs. Um, our basement would do weird things. Like there's, there was times we'd open the door to go down to the basement. And before you turn the light on, there's this bright green light, just, just staring at you. And then it would go away. Hmm. Uh, Hmm. That, nothing really like, nothing was thrown, nothing, you know, but like, was pushing or trying to drag you down or anything like that, but it was just weird stuff like that, just random, out of nowhere stuff. Um, yeah, because you say you almost had like a, almost like light, you know, like those uh, hallway lights almost calling you or something. Oh yeah, that was um, not long after me and Amber 
were married, the apartment we lived in, I got up one, one, in the middle of the night one night and had to go to the bathroom. And as I came out of the bathroom, as soon as I took like two steps into my room, the little dome that protects the bulb in the hallway just fell. And that thing was screwed in. And it hmm. just fell like it had nothing holding it. Wow. That's risking his life to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and, you know, if you're going to be taken out, at least, you know, don't be taken out while you're on the job. On the job. Yeah. That'd be like the worst. Just the worst. All times, you know, a tree to come through your window. It's not why you're. The Scots were a little more minor. Uh, Mine. So, one of my. I think I had two stories, and I had a very vivid nightmare. Uh, The smallest of it was. It was about two hours after the kids had been put to bed and uh, back with my ex. Um, we were in bed. Nobody had been in the bathroom, shower, anything. And out of nowhere, I hear just this big like, bang. So my first thought is I look over at the baby monitor thinking it's one of the kids. I don't see nothing there, so I run into the rooms, they're both passed out, nothing going on. Go check the front door, check the side door, check the back door. I'm running around the house like, heck, last place I check, walk into the bathroom. A full bottle of, like, shampoo or whatever. Somehow, like, picked up and tossed to the other side of the bathtub. Problem is, Everything was dry. Like, typically, you would think, all right, it might slide off if it was wet, whatever. Check the bottom of it, check the edge of the tub where it was, check the tub. It was all 100% dry. No idea. Scared the ever living, you know, what out of it. Oh, I guarantee it. So that was. Somebody pulled the string. Right. (laughs) So that was on the minor side. the other thing was part of why I wanted to talk more uh, about Bobby Mack and the musical because uh, one time went up there for one of those little wars. Uh, so we're in the basement, and I'm one of the, I'm like the tallest person in our group, and I'm at the back of the line, back of the group. So there's nobody behind me. So looking into this room, so looking in the doorway wide open room, but behind me, kind of a spotlight, so standing there, I can see my silhouette, like from my shoulders, my neck, my head, and then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, almost like you take my silhouette, and you put it at like a, a, it was almost like I was standing on the wall. Was it like a 45 degree angle or whatever? But like it was about two feet over my head. Then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, I see this silhouette of a shoulder or shoulders, neck, and a head. 
pop up out of nowhere. But it looked like the person was like five foot tall and they leaned over. You had a perfect silhouette of it. And I see that. As it comes down from over top of me, I look around, nothing. Nobody behind me. Nobody next to me. Everybody is already exiting the basement. And I was like, what the heck? So after looking around, I look back, it's gone. I'm like, um, what the, <laughs> the heck was that? So yeah, that was one of those, uh, like, what the Everland, I don't know. Can't explain it. And I was the tallest one there. And in order to do something like that, the person had to be like ten foot tall. Right. Like, <laughs> how do you get a perfect silhouette from somebody looking like they're coming, like leaning, leaning over to the side? Um. And then the other thing that I talked about, it was this very vivid nightmare. Um, that I was in this house. It was this. You know, those haunted houses that you see um, in movies and stuff. I'm in this, you know, dark, scary-looking old hall house. And I don't know if you have another show, Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures. Um, a couple people from uh, that show were there with me. Well... So there's like multiple stories to this house. So we're up on the second story. So like my point of view, to my left, I see like a staircase going up. Behind me, there's a door frame to another room. Well, I went up, apparently I was upstairs by myself. And then I'm standing there. I hear something coming from the top of the steps. I kind of lean over and look, and then I just feel like I seen like a shadow or something. I look over again, and the image was kind of like, uh, like almost like a Grim Reaper type look, if like floating and had the cloak and everything, but this didn't have a sight that had like these long fingers, balls or whatever. So see it. And I just start backing up. And it hear this like very crazy weird noise like it's rushing down the steps. So I'm backing up. And then I like fall to the ground kind of on my butt. And then, you know, where uh you're like backing up where you're your butt but you're like stirring and back, you know, feet pushing yourself back. Well, Backing up, I go into the doorway. Get about 10 feet into the doorway. All of a sudden, it's like right there, rushing in. All of a sudden, I just, I wake up, I sit up right out of bed. And where that thing was in my nightmare, like I'm staring right at the door frame that's in front of me. Like right where it was. Like, to the point where I, I can barely breathe. And that's the first and one and only time that I've ever been woken up like that. 
Yeah, that sounds horrifying. Because, <clears throat> so from where bed was in our room, at the foot of our bed, about eight feet, ten feet front, is where the door frame is. Well, that's exactly where I was in the dream, and I set up looking at the top of the door frame, so I seen thing. That's exactly where I was staring when I woke up. I was like, like I really thought I woke up screaming, but I actually did. But yeah, so and that's the only dream or nightmare that's ever stuck in my mind. And most of the time, you wake up and you hear, or you can kind of remember a couple of spotty things from a dream or a nightmare. This is like one that's stuck with me. It's been a couple of experiences in a very vivid dream slash night. Right. So, pass it over to you, Tiff. Might you uh, tell us a little bit about going on with you? Okay. So, um, I have a couple experiences that have happened. Um, like I told you guys, um, I have a big one that happened with a little bit of like aftermath, and then I have a couple little ones. So, for the big one, I do have to kind of set the scene. Um, my dad and his girlfriend had, um, like, they were telling me this story one day. I was, like, 13, and she told me about this house that she went to whenever she was younger and how whenever she was there, she got chased off the property by this very tall, scary-looking man. But whenever she turned around, he wasn't there. And so I was, like, 13 and dumb and was like, you guys have to take me to this house. Um, for legal purposes, we're going to pretend like uh, the door was open. And um, whenever you're in the driveway, there's a barn to the left, and then the house is on the right. So we go to walk into the house, and you walk through, and then you can immediately walk down into the basement. And there's a cellar door to the basement as well that you have to walk past. So whenever we're walking past it, the door is closed, and everything's normal. Whenever you walk into the house, we go to walk into the basement. My dad falls through the stairs, so we go to run around the house to make sure that he's alive because obviously we can't get down the stairs anymore. And now the door is open, and there is, like, a patio chair, like a plastic patio chair facing out at us that we have to walk around to make sure that my dad's still alive, which he was. Every, everything's good there. Um, so this immediately like scares my dad's girlfriend to the point that she doesn't want to go into the house. So we walk over to the barn and whenever you walk in the barn, there's this giant wooden box that is on the second floor of the barn. And we're walking through and nothing's happening, but we hear like a random like stomping noise. Like if you were to like stomp on wood. And so Nicole, which was my dad's girlfriend, she's like, is there somebody there? And then we hear another stomp. And so she, like, takes out her phone and she starts recording. And she's asking, like, yes or no questions. Uh, we end up finding out that this was a little boy. His dad is the guy that chased her off the, like, out of the yard whenever she was there when she was younger. And 
like I said, we're like, we're all recording this now. So we're talking to this child and we're all a little convinced that maybe it's just like a homeless guy. Um, so my dad pushes me up to the second floor, which is super safe for a 13 year old and potentially a homeless guy. Uh, there was nobody in the box and oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, nobody in the box. So we're definitely talking to a child and so I get down, we continue the conversation, everything's normal. Then Nicole starts like screaming and crying and running to the truck. And she's like, he's coming after me. He's coming after me. So she gets in the truck and I'm like, well, he's not after me. So let's go in the house. And my dad's like, you've got a minute to run through this house, figure out whatever you're wanting to see. So I run up to the second floor of the house and I grab like all these, like all the, all these magazines, this binder, all these pieces of mail, like now I'm engulfed in this and I have to know everything about the house. So I don't know everything. Uh, it was very spotty on the history I was able to research. Uh, the house is um, no longer registered. Um, so to find it, you have to like scan through Google Maps. Um, and I, like I said, I was so engulfed in it that I was going through all this paperwork, trying to figure out everything that I could. And since it's like the paperwork's now at my house, um, I had a, like the house that I was living in was very old. And so the door to my room, you would have to like throw your body into, to even get it to like shut all the way. And I used to sleep with my door closed and I would wake up to my door opening. And then I would wake up to like my TV turning on and off my light turning on and off. So I had to throw away all this paperwork because I, it was getting to a point where I was getting like scared to sleep. And with these recordings, because I completely forgot to bring that part up, the recordings that we had, you can't hear the noise, like the stomping noise. Yeah. So it's like we were having a conversation that only we could hear. Um, I did recently go back to that house. Um, Like I said, you have to scan through Google Maps to find it. It's not even a registered address anymore. So I ended up finding the house, and I took my sister with me, and – the house is like essentially caving in. Like it's clearly like been weathered, but, um, uh, do what, what were you saying? Please tell me that you, uh, went and looked in that box. I did not look in the box cause, uh, she, she couldn't boost me up. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit older than 13 now. So she couldn't boost me up and I wasn't able to look in the box, but I, I remember like it was an eerie feeling being back there. And then whenever I walked into the barn, I saw the box and thought, yeah, I'm getting out of here. And then I just left. I do plan on going back when it's not raining. So eventually I will have a, a continuation of the story. Maybe. We'll make sure to get you a, you know, a small ladder or a step. Yeah, I'll just I'll bring a stepladder with me. I did I brought my gun whenever I went back and I was like, what do I think? What do I think I'm fighting off? Yeah, yeah. You know, one pocket you got a gun, another pocket you got a bag of salt. Yeah, I packed clothes and a gun. You know, I got a I got a little iron pipe. And I got some pepper spray. Walking in like you're <laughs> I'm fighting off something. That's all I know. <laughs> and then the homeless guy pops out. Oh, yeah. And then I... I gotcha. 
Uh, did we lose you? I don't know. I thought he just said something. I don't know. No. He'll get he'll... going in at some point. Hear me? Okay. Oh. Uh, hear me? Yeah. It's kind of vague, but yeah. Yeah, my ear, my Bluetooth. I only heard the first few words of that. My earpiece. Uh, earpiece on. Well, if I think that's uh, having a little technical difficulty over there. Okay, do you want me to go ahead and go with the next one? Yeah, uh, while Scott's figuring, figuring his end out, please continue. Okay, so um, my next four stories all have something to do with my grandma. Um, she passed away back in 2019, I believe, maybe 2018, not sure. Um, so before she passed, she was put on hospice for like a week or so. Um, and there was one, like every day, obviously the hospice is very sad, but I will love those nurses till the day I die. Um, every day that she was on hospice, they were like, this is the, this is the day, like it's happening today. And somehow she pushed through for an entire week and a half, but on day, like, oh, I don't know, like two or two or three days before she passed, I finally had went home and the basement I was living in, the way that my bed was facing, you could see the stairs and you could see daylight coming from the back door. And there was one night that I was like, I woke up to the sound of my mom screaming for me, not in like fear, just trying to get my attention. Uh -huh. And, um, so I'm like, that's weird. My mom's not home. And so I was like, what? And so I went to like walk upstairs and she's not home. So I'm like, cool, crazy dream. And then I just went back downstairs and went to lay back down. And I saw my grandma standing in the stairwell, like where the daylight was hitting. And it, it like, I tried to like play around in my brain as to what I was actually seeing because I didn't want to believe that I was seeing her. Um, but it wasn't like, maybe just a, a mental image of like what I had just seen. It was my grandmother from like, I don't know, 10 years prior. I, I'm not sure, but like I can completely see the sweater she was wearing and it was a sweater she hadn't worn in years. So it was literally her in my favorite sweater of hers standing at the bottom of my stairs. And I just said, this is great. <laughs> I would love to see more of you. Please let me go to sleep. And then I just went back to sleep. Um, but like I said, she she didn't pass away for three more days. So we, like my family, just chopped it up to the idea that maybe her spirit had already left, but her body hadn't. And she just came by to say bye since I was the only one that wasn't there. Um, and then... Uh, there were two times that she caused my phone to glitch. And there was one day that I was talking with my mother about um, how, like, it 
was it was very tough obviously for me to deal with the passing and I said that I wish that I could just talk to her again and we went through a long period of time where I had contemplated playing with a Ouija board which not gonna do that um well yeah we decided that that it wasn't yeah it was not worth um the consequences and my phone had lit up which keep in mind I checked all my settings. Hey Siri was not turned on. None of that would have caused anything. But my phone just lights up and says, in my realm, anyone can be anything. So I'm like, that's a very odd statement to just pop up. And I've done like so much research trying to figure out like where this statement could have been used. Maybe it pulled up a random Google article. Like I'm just trying to figure out like what I said that would have caused that. And the only thing that I could find online that even had the statement in my realm, anyone can be anything, was a tweet that was made like seven years prior. So it makes literally no sense as to why that would pop up. Yeah. Um, Another time that my phone had glitched out is um, I'm a person that just throws my phone on shuffle. Um... I am also the person in my family that has to make everyone's funeral videos, which is a very sad job. Um, But I'm notorious for not deleting music off of my phone. So for like a year and a half after she passed, I would just have to skip the songs that were on her funeral video. Mm -hmm. And then one time my phone just like glitched out, the screen wouldn't turn on or anything. And it like forced me to listen to a song from her funeral video. And I think it was her being like, no, you need to process this. So, not sure how she's got power over technology, considering she didn't know how to work a TV remote. But she she definitely took over on those. What was that? That wasn't me. <laughs> so I promise that that sound is not. <laughs> I don't know if we got Scott back. back I think we did. I'm not sure. He's still here. Uh, he's still here. He's just very faint. Can't understand him. He sounds like he's out of a shoebox. Who knows? All right. Uh, well, I have one other one. Um, so we um, we as a family decided to, uh, well, first me and my mom did. We found a psychic. Her name is Becky, and she's fantastic. Um, and we, we went and seen her, and we, we were both very skeptical on whether or not we believed that she would be able to give us anything, really. Um, we were very vague, like we only gave her first name, so then she wouldn't be able to potentially find anything about us. We didn't even tell her who we were trying to contact uh, in in hopes that we would get a completely genuine response. Even if she was like, I'm sorry, I'm not getting anything. It's better than her potentially just feeding us lies. But I have, um, do what? Better than, like you said, her feeding you lies or making 
something up. Yeah. And then being you to believe that, oh, okay, I, I can rest easy now that so-and-so says that they're in peace now. Right. Um, so when, when my grandmother passed, I was given two items that, um, held a lot of like emotional weight. She had a fur coat that she loved and loved and loved and would wear all the time. And she also had like, she was, um, very much like a robe lady, no matter what she was doing at, at home, she was always cold and had a robe on. And so I was given one of her robes and, Whenever we went to the the psychic, we were specifically like I was going to ask what I had of my grandmother's that my grandmother would miss, and I was fully expecting a comment about the um, the fur coat because, like I said, it was it, she had it for years. She only let one other person wear it. Like it held a lot of weight in the family, and the psychic was like. Um, she said it's not a jacket that you have of hers. She, she said it's, it's something red, it's a robe, and I just completely broke. Like, there's no, like, I was a believer from that point on that. She could have told me anything and I would have said, yes, that's true, like, you've got me. So we decided to do one of those as a family with my two aunts, and one of my aunts was very much like a believer she knew it was going to be true and the other one was like I don't know I'll believe it when I see it and the night before we had the like the meeting at my house with the psychic uh, I had a dream that my grandmother came in and like saw me and my mother and my my aunt who was the skeptic was there and me and my mom could see my grandma and we could touch her and you know like everything was what it was like we were able to be there with her and my aunt was freaking out because she couldn't see her like my my grandma would reach out for her and try and get to her but she couldn't and the psychic was like that was probably your grandmother's way of saying like you can see me if you believe that you can see me but until you believe that you're not going to get anything from this hmm but those are my experiences. <laughs> well, talking about it being small, heck, got a lot of detail on them. Yeah, honestly, I could have went into even more detail with the house story, but it's such a. <laughs> he just keeps chiming in with weird noises. <laughs> oh, I, I can't understand any of the noises that are coming. He, he uh, is our soundboard now. <laughs> yep, that's just out of nowhere. <laughs> the S is no longer for Scott, it's for soundboard. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if you've used that pod or that soundboard in any of the other podcasts. Um, but if you didn't, I guarantee that's confusing the listeners. Yep, yep. I think in the one actually in the episode that uh yesterday that The Bobby Mackeys or the one you still have to edit? The one that's still on editing that one i think i did use one sound but i couldn't tell you which one i had to look <laughs> back sure I wasn't it did, but it's the crows yeah probably probably <laughs> all right give it one more try I'll see if i can find it real quick anytime that yeah scott's having technical difficulties like eh, what do you have uh you know any final words scott 
I bet All you right. have crickets on there. Crickets seem like a common soundboard button. Oh, so, this one, one of those, uh, it's small and I was really hoping it would have, you know, the bleep button where it's beep. It's, I know. Yeah, no. So. Oh, that's what we're hearing. Phone's what? He said his phone notification tone. Uh, okay. The guy that says emotional damage. Oh, <laughs> emotional damage. Turn around all the time, and my kids do that, especially uh my youngest. He just I don't know where it just do, 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 do. emotional damage. Like what? <laughs> What's causing you emotional damage? Watching too many YouTube videos? I don't know. But, yeah. One day, I would upgrade to a better soundboard that has better choice of uh, sound. But you know what? What happens when you, uh, you just start out? Yeah, absolutely. I love, love that tries to chime in when you're hearing that. But, heck, it was uh, really, uh, really something hearing you know, another person's uh, experiences and just some different stories. And hope to get more stories from Jocelyn to get some uh, listener stories. Yeah, absolutely. That to people and you know, get them to like email story you know, for the podcast email. We can add on you know, who wants to read it because I choose not me because you know I'm legally blind. I don't do much reading. I'll help with the reading. That's definitely something that that you guys could do is uh is do like listener stories about ghosts or even um like sport related ones like maybe like silly things that have happened at games or like uh I don't know crazy stories along those lines. Well, you know, I have one funny thing when it comes to I know sports related. So me and uh, my buddy we were up back in bad cage they had the machine that went up to 80 mile an hour so it was pretty new so i'll go in there get a couple well about halfway through i'll tip one it bounced straight down and it bounced straight up and hit me right in the right in the gonads and i collapsed and it hurt so bad that i couldn't it up and I legit like I'm in the fetal position crawling out of the bat cage. Yeah. So I'm sure we would have so many stories like that <laughs> if people submitted theirs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It it was it's not a fond memory that I like to uh not an image I like to 
not at all. Sorry, my cat is distracted. Had to jump up on my desk. All I see is her head. Still, now she's trying to. Now she's creeping up. Like, I thought for sure mine was gonna try and be more active. Like, um, I still have Willow. I'm surprised she hasn't been walking all over my keyboard the entire time. Well, right now, my setup, my computer and stuff is in the room where we got our wedding stuff stored, but it's also the cat litter. So it never sees the tail. Every time I come in here, do something or start recording, he's in the litter box. And all you hear is the. I'm like, really? Like, I've been in here about three times today. All three times. About five minutes in, she's over there, kicking around in her litter box. Well, anytime I, I walk, because I have, um, my my cat's litter box is in, like, a storage room with all of my holiday decorations and things along those lines. Anytime I even walk in there, she runs in after me, one, like, wondering what I'm doing in the house I pay for. Right, right. <laughs> Gotta That's, I was going to chime in, but he doesn't have any kids. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, uh, as we're closing this episode, um, so hopefully, if, um, you... can y'all hear me now? <laughs> yes. Oh, where'd that come from? Finally got another set of earbuds. Probably just got home so I could put my phone on the charge because it was about to die too. OMG, Scott just comes back to life. I, I heard everything that was going on. Well, good thing is you were able to hear if all forty-seven of her stories. <laughs> <laughs> and then anytime you tried to chime in, we were just like, all right, and her just went silent, like at all. Yeah, I was trying to talk, and then finally I just gave up. I said, forget it. Like, hopefully Amber's coming out of the store soon, and slowly, sorry, my phone was dying. My ear, my Bluetooth already died. <sighs> well, you know. Oh, yeah. It, uh, Interesting. You know, once we move up in the world and we get our own little pod lab or, you know, studio. We'll have to worry about all that. And we just, hey, we're having a party over here. Go in a room and then we just flip the switch or the button and we don't have to worry about Bluetooth. Phone's dying. The only cat we have to worry about is wherever we're at, that person has a cat. <laughs> don't worry about. <laughs> exactly. But heck, you, know, you did get your uh, voice back just in time. Uh, as we wrap things up, uh, but right before you come back to life, I was uh, about to say, you know, uh, if you'd like to join us for you know, future episodes. Uh, oh, yeah, anytime. You can, well, that's only if I make the cut. You know, <laughs> the T and the BST. And we got the P, we got the S. I'm pretty sure you made the T. I'll be the T. 
<laughs> and that, and then you know, they get the best. They start of a beautiful relationship. <laughs> oh, we're the best podcast. I mean, we've all only known each other for like, well, I don't know how long you guys have known each other, but I've known you all for ten years. It's like The Hangover. We're the three best friends that anyone <laughs> could have. I know. Yeah, I wish I wasn't I like that. That's going to be stuck in my head forever. <laughs> well, you know, just because of that, we might have to do like a hangover uh, you know, mini-series. You know, we're going to do uh, get together and do a, uh, you know, hangover one, two, three, three, maybe. I don't know. Can we all just yeah. the fact how inappropriate it was that I was at the midnight premieres for every one of those movies? That is not. I was, how is that, I was how a sickly child. Well, you know, as long as you weren't fourteen, like you know, when you're finding homeless. Uh, <laughs> that was thirteen, Brandon. Yeah, I was thirteen, 13 finding oh. homeless men in boxes. Okay, <laughs> into a homeless guy kicking a box. But you got do you guys remember? Is it the third one where the Bangkok? Uh, graphic that movie was. Uh, that's the second one. I was below the age of 15. I know that. Uh, oh, I should uh, not have been in those movies. Yeah, from uh, the movie theaters were listening. Actually, I don't care. They can listen. They don't know where we're at. <laughs> well, I'm an adult now. Exactly. For legal purposes, I am an adult now. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Exactly. I mean, heck, everybody's had their uh, other times, you know. Being, uh, had to be 18 to see a rated R movie. And, oh, I was 17 and a half. <laughs> or you just convince your parents to take you, and then they regret taking you to that movie. Yeah, and you're not able to sleep for the next, you know, three months. Yeah, it's like my, uh, my mom. And a friend of mine's mom, uh, at the time, took us to see when uh, that South Park movie, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, came out. Took us to the theaters. Had us miss school so we could go to the theaters to see this movie. And regretted it. Hey, yeah. My kids were asking me to do that. I'd the head. Then again, my kids are only six and eight years old, so they better not. <laughs> I hope they're not watching South Park. I don't even watch it. I'm 34. Yeah, do I. I don't. I don't watch, watch it anymore. Park. I haven't watched it in years. Anyway, sidetracked yeah. me for about six more episodes of the same conversation. So, <laughs> gotta say some good stuff for you know next few. Next time. <laughs> yep. Um. But yeah. So. I got any uh, final things that I'm going to chime in? Any final words or anything before you know, give out our socials? Live long and, po- and prosper. Don't, um, once again, for legal purposes, don't break into houses when you're a teenager. It doesn't <laughs> always end up well. I would say just don't be a teenager. But. Yeah, don't be a teenager. Skip right over it. Yeah, that's, that's a little un- inevitable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, 
but yeah, it was fun. So can't wait to hopefully do this again and we'll try to stay on topic a little bit. It, it happens. <laughs> Have people sometimes you get the best content when we're not on topic. Right. Yep. But all right. So uh make sure Y'all go check out our social medias. Uh, check us out on Instagram at uh, the underscore BSD podcast. Uh, check us out on Facebook at BSD podcast. We're also on the Twitter, Twitterverse. Uh, check us out there at the underscore BSD underscore. underscore. Podcast. Um, also, email us. Uh, as we talked about, email us, you know, questions, comments, concerns, uh, stories. stories. Definitely stories, please. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Because Tiffany can't wait to read more stories. I know. <laughs> so much better at reading. Uh, but our email is. Uh, the BSD pod at gmail.com. So make sure to check that out. Um, we're going to someday we're going to eventually expand into some more social medias. Um, but you know, when you're getting old and in your 30s, your brain kind of gets fried. So we're uh, going to get into the world of uh, Patreon. Someday, uh, possibly TikTok. Once we get those uh, YouTube cameras, you know, any day now, those, those are coming. Any day. You know, they've been they've been in the mail for like six and a half months. They Should will be here, be here. one day. And we pay for next day shipping. By the time that we're forty five, that includes Tiffany. Maybe. Oh jeez. <laughs> Maybe I'll uh, be 13. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so this has been fun, and uh, I can't wait to uh, see where this goes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, Miss Tiff, for joining us on this episode. And Let's give Tiffany a round of applause, guys. Let's see if I can you guys really out. just let me shallow buff myself. There we go. Yay. Dude, hit the right button. Thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure. You are always welcome. Always welcome, whether it's sports related or any other topic related. You're always welcome. As long as you know, you're not working doubles. <laughs> we can even talk about just working doubles and how great it is to deliver pizzas for 10 hours a day. <laughs> yes. Uh, we can be on, we can do like a whole series. I can get myself in trouble delivering pizzas. I get to their house and they'll be gone. Oh, my problem. That doesn't happen yeah. when you're allergic to um. Uh, Man, Robert does not like <laughs> Maybe I just need to deliver food that I'm allergic to. <laughs> it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, if that's the case, then, you know, maybe we'll be as skinny as it. True. 
don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be asking. But anyways. All right. Well, hey, this has been fun, and can't wait to do it again. Um, so this has been the BSD podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you guys later.